cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz indeed. My name is Debohoma Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. It is a beautiful sunny day. At least the weather is being better today. And I'm actually excited that tomorrow we're having the state of the nation address. And today up in Cape Town, they're saying they're having their real state of the nation address. I was actually listening to that coming here. And one was asking to say, what is the difference? I mean, what is the real state of the nation address? And one they were saying, no, the state of the nation address that is happening tomorrow is just the president and parliamentary, but it's not a platform that is open for people um, to actually be having conversations. So today I know that there's an organization that actually uh, plan is, I think they call themselves Save South Africa. Um, that is actually out there, um, trying to have real discussions around the issues that affect us as a country. I know definitely that being uh, some of us that are in business, we might think that politics don't affect us, but you'll be surprised how much they affect us. And more than anything, another exciting news that I had this week, it's actually, uh, Bulelani, the, um, what is it? The, the, the salary thing. Um, you know. Which one? Uh, the, I don't the know. Uh, no, yeah, is it the, the minimum ca- wage? The minimum wage, yeah, yes. Yeah. The, minim- the minimum wage discussion was signed yesterday. Um, that, um, employees now need to be paid 20 rands an hour. So they're looking at at least a minimum of 3,000 to 3,005. Mm. Um, going onwards. But I know as well that the national mine workers, they were actually arguing that, um, mm. that uh, they're still going to have a discussion because they, they never even went to Cape Town for the signing. Um, cause they say they still need to take it back to the workers and, um, it becomes something that they discuss, um, themselves. Do you have a minimum wage in your company? Um, actually, we don't. We don't have one that is set out. I know that we 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 go by fair practice and market orientated salaries, but I think that to a certain degree, you know, how how doable is such a thing? You know, mm. um, especially to startups or to small corporations that are starting out, mm. versus the, a large corporation that is making tons and tons in terms of revenue, but they just deciding to hold back, yeah. as opposed to a double Because I mean, if I'm starting out and I have to pay market related salary for someone who's qualified, chances are I might not even be able to afford them as opposed to getting someone and then running them into five mm. different um, positions, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, because I mean, this minimum wage, I guess, I mean, because I think it's something, you know, being in South Africa, we always copy everything that Americans do. In America, I know it's a big discussion that they're having. Um, so it's something that they have, they've been having for a couple of years. Mm. So, but now as to how it will work in terms of now informal market, because obviously we've got, I mean, the small business, they... They cover a big range of um, informal, um, you know, sector and employees. That's true. true. It means now other people are not going to get employed. Um, and as well, that's when our other people are going to be resulting <laughs> for uh, foreigners to actually get employed because they won't be chasing definitely mm, uh, think, a minimum and, wage. And you know what? Now, I think I'm particularly um, not excited, but I'm eagerly awaiting uh, the presentation of the uh, of son of the sauna because. You know, we, we're going through a couple of issues economically at the moment. I mean, when you look at the chicken saga mm. and the jobs that are being laid off, I mean, I think at the moment it's 1,500 jobs. That's a lot of jobs, yeah, you know. No, definitely. That's a lot of people yeah. going home without any food or whatever the case yeah. is. And the situation is going to keep deepening and deepening. Yeah. But, you know, I ask myself to say, does our government do enough, though, to, to, to support, um, you know, uh, small business? But, I mean, right now it's one of the things that, um, I mean, speaking of small business and the support that our government is giving uh, today. I mean, we're talking about funding and supporting uh, of SMEs. I mean, SMEs have built up their credit. However, the micro environment in which SMEs live at present has relative economic surplus. As a result, um, SMEs grow slowly and it's hard to accumulate a higher credit. SMEs do not have a wide financing channel. They mainly depend on state-owned banks and, you know, um, grants and other organizations um, that actually, you know, what to give um, financial support. And I know it's definitely something that is um, a need for small business to actually yeah. get finance. I know that for the longest time, in fact, I've never had funding for my business. I, I've never taken loan for my business. I've actually built it from my pocket. Mm. Did you get mm. loan? No, 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 not, not at all, actually. I think that quite a few times we wanted it. They told us no, and we had to go a different route mm. and find different things. But no financial institution has ever come up and said, you know what, we see your application 
go right ahead. Yeah. And I think it becomes red tape as well. Mm. Yes, because definitely. when you then go back and then ask, what do I need to change or do to make this thing better? Mm-hmm. They would then themselves tell you that, you know what, it's a system. Yeah. You punch it all into the system, it generates an answer. Yes, then you're nah. like, but look at my projections. Yeah. Like, nah. Yeah, no, you know, you know, speaking of the system, it's actually, I'm actually excited that in studio we bring you guests uh, that will share uh, with us on funding and support. And one of these guests, um, it's, it's a mentor of mine. Uh, an old man that I respect. Um, you know, I know this man for, for the rest of my life. I've known him to be old, you know, but <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> he's very young at heart. Yeah. Um, very passionate about small business. And, and, you know, there's people, you know, there's people that, that are passionate in terms of ticking boxes. Mm-hmm. But I know this man, um, there's people that I can point out today that he'd helped, it took from nothing and he helped grow their businesses and he has been supporting them throughout. I've ever, I've never even seen him angry. Besides when we attend government meetings And they don't want to be doing what we want And he becomes angry On behalf of small business So it's right that to actually find uh, People like that I mean to some of you It's somebody that you might know It might be a name that is familiar I'm talking about Mr. Fred Jones Who's the small business mentor From Eastern Gauteng Business Linkage Center uh, I know as well He was also the, the CEO for Springs uh, Chamber um, of commerce and as well who's joining him in studio uh, let me take this opportunity to welcome Mr. Max Ponan um, who's the head of customer value positions at F&B uh, business um, and I know as well we need to be having Mr. Colin Lishao from CEDA and uh, maybe he is still coming and um, probably running late you know African time my brother but I know because <laughs> this is the business show we, de- we definitely keep time let me take this opportunity to welcome my guest um, in studio welcome and Thank you for joining us today. Um, maybe let me start with you, Mr. Jones. Um, do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. And for you that is listening at home, if you want to join in on the discussion, you can call us. Uh, or in fact, not call us. Send us. We've got a studio WhatsApp line. That is 079-748-2090. So if you want to follow us on Twitter as well, it's at cliffcentral.com. Um, if ever you want to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, it's at cliffcentral. If you want to follow me, it's at doublehoma40 and it's at bulalani bala. At bulalani lala. We are live. Yes. Oh, yes. We are live as well. Um, on, f- on Facebook, we're going to definitely put up that onto our page. You must follow a 360 capability, um, as well on Facebook. Mr. Jones, are you on social media? Thank you very much. Yes, I am. Uh, Facebook as well. Oh, is it? Yes. Um, do you want to tell us where can people follow you? Um, uh, the Business Linkage Center has also got a Facebook page. Okay, you can uh, give us Eastern, both. Eastern Gauteng BLC. Okay. And then my f- my personal one is Fred Jones. Oh, is it? Just Fred Jones, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, welcome back um, to you, Mr. Punan. Um, so then you can say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Yeah, good afternoon, listeners and uh, Bulani and Tabocha. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, you know, when you get invited to come to a radio station, and you're not, you don't know what to expect. <laughs> but uh, sometimes you've got so much to say that uh, when you leave here at the end of the day, you haven't said half of what you want to say. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I know that the the small business sector where we are involved with have got a lot of challenges, and mm-hmm. I think we can we will discuss some of them this afternoon mm-hmm. uh, because of the red tape that we have within the the institutions, the financial institutions. Uh, the government institutions, and that's why you cannot easily access those uh, facilities. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, we'll definitely be having that as part of our discussion. Megs, you're looking so delicious, my brother. You know, I, I'm the one that comes to the show looking like that. <laughs> so, I, you know, t- today you decided to say, you know what, you want to give me competition, my brother, on my own show. <laughs> but, hey, that's what we're here for, man. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Do you want to say hi to our listeners, tell us who you are and what is it that you do? And while you're at it as well, you as well give us your social media following. Oh, sure. Mm. Uh, so, firstly, thanks a lot, gentlemen, for having Thank me you. over. And it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, so what we actually do is, I personally actually do is, I look after customer value propositions for FMB business and the incubator program for the bank as well. So what our team as a whole, what we do is pretty FMB much... FMB has got an incubator program? We have an incubator That's program. That's exactly yeah. what I was doing. Like, I know everyone else's, but not FMB. Okay, but good thing yeah. we have you. No, exactly. So yeah. the reason why we haven't actually gone above the line with this, what I mean by above the line is having press releases and 
actually going to market with this is quite simply put. We started it last year, February, around mm-hmm. February 2016. We have partnered with the Gauteng Provincial Government as well. Mm-hmm. So they've come to us and they told us, guys, well, we heard that you currently have a program. We currently have a huge database of suppliers on our database. And can you actually help us train and mentor quite a few of these guys? And we're like, great, cool. Let's, let's give it a shot. Let's actually get the pilot process going on. Mm-hmm. And once we've actually built something that is running incredibly well, then we will actually approach the rest of the market and actually take it to market. So what we have built But so it has far, not gone out there until it comes here. No, no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you know, do you know who commands the business of the country? We do. Okay. You know? <laughs> no, agree, Dory. Once, once we do actually go live and we actually take it to market, we will definitely give you guys a shout out as well. Just mm-hmm. to take you through details, what we're doing, who's it aimed at, what it actually entails. Of. Mm-hmm. But pretty much that's what we actually do. So as a team as well, what we we actually build awesome value propositions or solutions or tools for entrepreneurs as well to actually take okay. and use for them to start, run, or even grow their business. Mm-hmm. So I can take you across, right across from your CIPC solutions, your energy solutions that FNB has created, your instant accounting, instant payroll, and your BE solutions. So we've built quite a range of products mm-hmm. and product suite that entrepreneurs can actually mm-hmm. use. And where's my good friend Sanjay? Sanjeev Ori. Sanjeev, oh, good question. So Sanjeev is actually my boss. So oh, really? <laughs> you must say, Sanjeev, you must tell Sanjeev that Deboho was doing the show. Um, I've, I've, I've interviewed Sanjeev uh, for my television show. Yes, yes. Um, yes, um, you know, at, at, at one of your buildings. Where, where she's situated. Yeah, that's in FNB Bank City, yes. Yes, yeah. So we've had a good relation um, oh. ever since. No, and Sanjeev's then. amazing. So mm-hmm. his team, he actually is responsible for the team for value adds, for business value adds. Yeah. So all the value adds in the bank, that's where our team actually looks after. Okay. And your likes of your, as I mentioned, your CIPC, your BE solutions, mm-hmm. those were all of his brain kits. As but yeah, awesome dude, awesome guy. Yeah, no, definitely. No, you must, you must, you must holler at him. I'll do. Uh, but but I know definitely that. I mean, we we S three sixty. We are sure that we bring all things business. Yes. Um, you know, because it's not only with this show. We've got television shows as well. Hmm. Um, you know, where we try to to give out an added value. Yes. Um, you know, to entrepreneurs. Um, I, we as well do a monthly. Um, event called T Township Entrepreneurship Alliance. Yes. Um, where we bring in the likes of yourselves and many others, uh, to come engage with entrepreneurs in terms of opportunities. Mm. You know, I mean, we'd love that it doesn't only shouldn't end here on this show. Same goes for you, Mr. Jones, that even afterwards, um, let's have a discussion to see what added value we could give entrepreneurs. Cause I'd like Very to think happy. we in what we do because we want to make a difference. Yes. Um, out there with, with entrepreneurs. Uh, maybe let me start uh, with you. Mr. Jones, what actually inspired I mean the formation of the organization that you're representing today um I mean um do you have any personal experience as an entrepreneur and then later decided to go offer solutions because for me, the longest time that I've known I've known you to be the guy that to go to in when you need help and when one wants to make a difference in other people's businesses. Um, yeah, I was in the corporate world for about 40 years and then I, I resigned. And when I joined the chamber, we then uh, faced a challenge with the corporate companies because they were looking for entrepreneurs, emerging entrepreneurs mm-hmm. with, with whom they could then uh, interact. But um, they then decided because of the flood of the entrepreneurs coming to their offices, uh, we then decided to create the business linkage center. Mm. They then all come to me. We screen them, ensure that they comply with the statutory requirements. Mm-hmm. And uh, once they're on the database, we then send the database through to the corporates, and they then select when there's opportunities for the uh, for the SMEs. They then select the SMEs and get them to come and give a quote and. Probably, um, you know, sometimes a contract as well. Mm. So I've been busy with this uh, since uh, 1999. That's when we started the Business Linkage Center. Mm. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> a couple of guys have gone through my hands mm. and through the center over there. Yeah, now. I'm one of them. I mean, you must do, you must not be shy to say <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I think the last time that you and I saw was at the uh, Plato um, mentorship. mentorship program, yes. which we had, which we ran for three years. Yeah, no, definitely. And that was also a voluntary basis that we did that together with the Metro, the Ecoroline Metro. Yes, yeah. no, definitely. And I'm sure, I don't know if you've yeah. heard that I've been doing some crazy stuff myself, you know? No? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? No, definitely not. 
we'll we'll talk about that. You know. Okay. So and I know now you you involved in 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 I don't know is it a new organization is it part of the chamber um, that now you you do funding. Yeah, f- funding in this that um, it's it's a separate company, a PTY Limited company, uh, and I'm just an area agent for them. You know, seeing how we can assist entrepreneurs now. The business plan, we need to have a viable business. Okay. Um, and at the end of the day, they develop a business plan for you. Mm-hmm. Um, your only cost for that is seven and a half thousand. That's the total cost. And then they negotiate with funders from overseas and uh, locally, and uh, you get a grant of 500,000 rand uh, for a startup business or business expansion. Mm. It's up to... Uh, 500,000 rand. And then, uh, for the community, mm-hmm. humanitarian, the churches and the NGOs that have got, that are running strong, you know, okay. uh, that have the, uh, the banking details and all the, you know, you need all those statutory things to make sure that it's a viable business. Mm. They can get a grant of up to 1 million rand. Oh. Yeah. So for mm. the, for the business, it's 500,000 and for, Okay, but now, but now I'll make an example. Of now, for a business that already has an existing business plan, then what? Um, Are they still entitled to pay the seven point something for a business yes, plan? Yes, they have to because wh- what happens is the the funders from overseas okay. have got a particular way in which they require the the business plan to be uh, prepared with all the financial forecasts. Okay, um, so that's why they they then have to um, pay the seven and a half to get that done. Is it so now that entire process? How long does it take? Um, between three and six months. Sometimes it's sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be three, uh, four months. Um, mm. But is it guaranteed, though? Yes, it's guaranteed. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very interesting. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I see you. You are so focused. No, no, I'm, I'm listening. Jones. I'm listening attentively. I'm waiting. I was waiting for the butt. But <laughs> <laughs> where's the catch? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But now, Mr. Jones, if ever, if ever, I mean, um, this is grant money. Where's the seven thousand going for? Going to though? That goes to the company that prepares the the, the, the business the, plan. The business plan. Yeah. That that's the company who also facilitates the loans. Uh, no, okay. They're the one that facilitate. Uh, oh, it's more like administration cost. Or admin also. cost. That's the word that you are um, oh, hitting okay. the hammer. No, oh. definitely. Maybe before I, I go to to um, you know to Megs, maybe I would, what kind of businesses are you looking for though? Um, viable businesses. It must be a viable business. <clears throat> you know, mm. uh, for instance, a radio show wouldn't be a viable business um, for for that. But if you have a program that you are developing the youth and you're working in the community. Um, because if you look at supply, uh, that's not a viable business really because there's not a continuous flow of income mm-hmm. and, and expenditure. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you, you're dependent on sort of contracts to get mm. t- to supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must be a business that can prove itself that it can stand on its own two legs. And, um, yeah, if it's, uh, it's got a viable, um, environment in which it uh, operates, then, uh, it's a ninety percent sure, is it? Sure deal. Yeah, no. Then <laughs> you just said, "Hmm." What's <laughs> what? Now I'm thinking the radio show is scrapped off, <laughs> supplies scrapped off, so yeah. I need to come up with a product or program. Yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. So, so, but now, um, I mean, um, <laughs> I'm coming to you, Max. I mean, um, I know F and B very well, um, and and. You know, good good thing. Um, you know, the 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 beauty about about uh, being being a broadcaster, you you get to be the middle person. Mm. So it's not about my opinion or whatsoever. But I know that generally, as entrepreneurs, we don't like banks. Mm. And I bank with FNB for the past ten and a half uh, years. Uh, I hope they've been lo- taking good care of you. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <kidding. laughs> yeah. So so I know as entrepreneurs, we generally don't like banks. Yes. You know, because banks are a business, <clears throat> and 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 you guys. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 just be blunt. I'm I'm not attacking you. Um, you guys, it's as if you're out there to to help us, you know. But uh, you actually, for from what I've heard and what I've seen, uh, obviously we as well get queries and whatsoever with people that you know. So it's 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 for me. Um, I th- I think I want I want to change that perception. Okay, with me right now, I've I've gotten to understand a business uh, banking differently. Yes, 
because uh, now the line of business that I'm in, mm. you know, um, you know, in terms of obviously we're doing acquisition of properties and this and this. So I had to understand credit to say there's good credit and there's bad credit in terms of, in, ter- in terms of, um, you know what, uh, taking advantage out there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. The lights just went off. I hope we are on air. Are we on air? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but we've been on it, yeah. so we didn't go off because I could hear anything. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, cool. Dodge a bullet. Censorship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you see why we touch on F and B? The thing electricity. Censorship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, we can't prepare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So now, um, I mean, it's 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 it's. it's oh, so I had to understand credit mm. for me to be able to get the benefit. Yes. Um, from, from the banking system. You know, that's why obviously, um, some of us are with private banking today and the likes. But now, obviously, it's not everyone that has that privilege or that opportunity. So one thing is that today you hear, okay, a good thing that we finally discover that you guys have got an incubation that we knew nothing about, mm. you know. So, but are you, would you say that you, are you doing enough as a bank uh, to develop entrepreneurs of this country? Cool. That's an excellent question. So the way we look at it is there are different facets that we can actually help, right? Okay. So you mentioned before when it comes to funding, or you're absolutely right, banks are a lot more careful when it comes to lending to entrepreneurs, especially when they're in that startup phase as well, mm. right? So what we actually then do is we kind of switch the strategy around where we say, okay, cool, where can we actually help? When it comes to credit, we have to account to shareholders and so on. There's the National Credit Act that we have to align to. It becomes a bit tricky. Mm. And obviously, depending on the risk appetite of the bank, in this mm. case, FNB, we, we use, we, there's different ways to adapt it, right? Okay. So in this case, what we do is how can we actually help support these guys from an admin perspective, mm. right? Mm. So currently, if if you have to get an accounting package, a certain amount of fees you have to pay. If you have to generate invoices, same thing as well. If you have to have a payroll solution, for example, it's mm. the same principle. So what we do is then is we like, guys, what can we do? What can we build? What tools can we create for the entrepreneur to actually help them in that space, yeah. firstly, to remove that admin and that angst and that frustration around running the actual running the operational side of your business, especially mm-hmm. when, from a bookkeeping perspective, okay. and how can we actually offer it to them for free? So then we know when you are actually starting, and all three gentlemen here would agree, every single penny counts, right? Yeah. If you can actually save three, 400 rands per month by getting something free that is actually working, you will actually take it. Yeah. So that was the initial approach, right? The second approach then we actually took was, all right, great. That's from an admin perspective. In terms of starting your actual business, there are a few regulations that every single SME has to actually adhere to, right? Especially if you're going down the PTY space, right? Mm -hmm. This is why we created the whole CIPC registration as well. (coughs) So come to FNB, you open your business account and for a fee of 125 or 150 rands in that price range, you can actually do your CIPC application as well. Okay. The 150 rands doesn't even come to the bank. It goes straight to CIPC for your application. So again, the bank is not taking a cut off it. So there's different ways that we approach it in the sense that we try to shave off as much cost as we possibly can Mm. in the entrepreneur's Mm. world and then we even though we're not making any money over there what we the approach we're taking is precisely this yes you are right unemployment is a huge problem in this yeah. country rather than us saying guys rather than you going as you've just graduated or you just finished high school rather than you going to university and starting don't get me wrong that's what I did right go to university get your qualification and start working in corporate what we now trying to change or trying to adjust is guys there is a different road which means you can become an entrepreneur at a very young yeah. age as well mm-hmm. so that's kind of what we angle mm-hmm. that we're actually taking mm-hmm. so from a funding perspective I think we need to add as well is FNB does have a program that we do look at funding do we look at startups specifically not necessarily we do look at guys who are looking at scaling <laughs> right <laughs> ah, that, that's, that's a nice way of saying no we don't no. look at startups <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so think of it this way right um, if you are a startup you do come to us yeah. do we provide credit yes but there are conditions attached to it okay. right? so we will take you through the normal credit scoring process you mentioned before um, you go to the bank they actually just tap in a few numbers and your details into a system and it actually spits out an answer most of the time not really working out in your favor mm. but there are different ways to actually do it right so we do require as a bank we do require between 50 to 80 percent collateral from the mm. entrepreneur 
No, I agree. It mm. is a high, absolutely. Mm. But in that case, what we do? <laughs> I, I love Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones is not looking for no collateral. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm so, no, no, okay, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of the normal mm. angle to it. The second angle, and as I mentioned, we have a fund called the Vumela Fund, which is aimed specifically for situations like this, where you are an entrepreneur. As I mentioned before, most cases we don't look at startups, fair enough, but we also not only banking on the business model of it, we're banking on the entrepreneur. Himself. Do you know about Vumela? No, no, I don't actually. That's the thing. So <laughs> that's kind of our mm. something that we had to fix but in the future I, I, as well. I, I, I think, Mr. Ponan, you, yes. you need us more than you think you do. You know? <laughs> actually, I actually, actually think that as well. <laughs> yeah, I think you need, you know, you know, they say sometimes you, uh, you need to show somebody how much they need. I think, cause right now, let me tell you. Yes. Uh, remember I told you that we don't only influence radio. We Influence radio, influence television, yes. influence audience. So right now, if ever I mean for I don't know, I'm very informed. Yes. That that one guaranteed, especially around issues of business in my mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. So but now if ever you're gonna be speaking of such important things and I'm not clued up about. I know as well we've got people that are probably viewing your people must stop calling during the show. Do they miss <laughs> They're missing out with our video. <laughs> you know? They're probably like, we just heard about Vumela. Yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, so, yeah. but for me, I think it, 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 it's, it's important that, that we know uh, about these things so yes. that we're able to take advantage of. In that way, we're the one that are able to protect you. We're the one that are able to, you know what, to say, no, but what you're saying, it's not true. Yes. This and this and this and this, you know? So I know about the best business registration thing and the likes because um, when it was launched we had an opportunity to talk about it with Sanjeev Ori yes. but at the time the likes of Vumela was not there mm. you know so um, you said Vumela is not looking for startup entrepreneurs yes it's looking for growth entrepreneurs pretty yeah. much yeah. So okay. yeah can you can you go into details so let me just go into like high level details over there, okay. right? so pretty much this is what it is they're looking at businesses that have a solid business model they have a serious track record as well and they're now looking at expanding the approach, the funding approach over here is a venture capitalist approach where FNB or the Vumela Fund in this case, that entity actually takes shares in your company as well. They look at dispersing funds between 5 to 20 million rands over a space of five years, right? And once, and we have conditions such as, cool, before you exit, these are the specific milestones that you have to achieve before we start releasing more and more funds as well. We have milestones basically staging, right? Mm-hmm. So you get to a point where you needed to adjust or you needed to reach a revenue of 1 million rand per month, right? You've gotten to that point, cool. Now we unlock the next batch of it, right? That remaining funds of it, as we unlock it, it goes towards specific strategies in your business as well. So Mm -hmm. step one is increasing your operations in Cape Town, for example. Step two is now, cool, we've gotten that ready. We now need to start building a new product or finding a new market as well. That's kind of the different approaches that we actually do. So the reason why it hasn't exactly been very, very fatal why the advertiser such is quite simply put, right? We get our leads from the likes of your DTI, your CIFA, within the bank as well, where guys are now hearing that, cool, for example, you come to us, mm-hmm. you have a solid model, and I'm like, cool, I've done all the due diligence on your side. We're like, cool, this guy is really good at what he does. He will fit very well in that world. Then we actually send them to that. Now, the reason why we don't, again, we don't advertise it very much is the selection criteria are so strict or very specific that they look purely at job creation. That's it. Firstly, job creation. And secondly, to make sure in time that the funds don't get basically thrown away, right? Mm. So these are the very specific criteria that we actually look at. Once you've actually gone through it, then they go through a due diligence on their side as well. If they get like 100 applications, they'll probably look at maybe one. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. So the reason why we try not to put it too much is pretty much not to infuriate customers as well. We're now Mm. saying, guys, we've Mm. come to you. We've done all what you wanted to do. But how come we're actually not getting any funding? Mm. So the idea was… So now you're you're proving the notion that it's impossible to get money out of a bank. I wouldn't say say impossible, to be very honest with you, right? I wouldn't say impossible. Mm. I just think there are… The problem in, in South Africa as well is such that banks in general, we quite, not pessimistic, we're quite conservative when it comes to risk taking. Right? Yeah. So, for example, if you've been banking with us, your business <laughs> account has been with us for, yeah. say, like six months to a year. Mm. We have enough transaction history on you that we know now how you actually behave, right? So we see money coming in. We see money going out. We know that your business is actually transacting and fully operational. So then when you actually come to us, the scorecard that we're going to use with you then is a lot more lenient versus you coming at time equals zero or you just have a business idea. You want to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then, do you understand? It's yeah. kind of that tricky yeah. part. You know, so so I've, I've heard, they're saying uh, the bank will give you the money. 
for as long as you go and prove that you don't need it. <laughs> you know, to be very honest like I heard that line like uh, <laughs> I, I really believe that the best time to take credit or ask for credit is when you actually don't need it so mm. think about that right is that <laughs> no I'm being serious right so look classic example is this the two gentlemen the two of you all right yeah. you mentioned before at the very beginning of the show is that when you started your business you actually didn't ask for any help Mm-hmm. Right, you didn't. You didn't. You went to banks. You went to different institutions. Didn't really work out. You actually bootstrapped your way right through. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What that actually shows to us is quite simply put that firstly, you firmly, I would assume, the line. Yeah. yeah. Firstly, mm-hmm. that you really believe in your business idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Secondly, that you've been able to run your business at the minimal cost possible as well. Yeah. And that's one of the tricks as well that a lot of entrepreneurs need to start understanding. Right. So picture this. You come to the bank and you say, guys, I actually need 10 million rand for a full project. Well, like, well, okay, cool. 10 million rands. What, are, what is it about? How much are you willing to put down? And so on and so on, right? Mm-hmm. Versus you coming to us and saying, guys, I have this project that I'm thinking of doing. The total phases is included in 10 million rands. But for phase one to prove that the model is actually working and that, it, that there, there is viability to the business model, I actually need only 100,000 to get it off straight off the ground. That's a huge difference, do you understand? So yeah. you're actually yeah. showing us first that you've actually thought about the different costing in terms of the different phases. That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you've showed us that you understand that the only way to eat an elephant, German, is piece by piece, right? That's the truth of it. Mm. And you've actually now shown that you've been able to compartmentalize what's the strict minimum you actually need to get off the ground. The risk appetite of the bank for 100,000 Rand is a lot greater than 10 million Rands up front. That's kind of a little trick as well for entrepreneurs okay. to use. M- M- Mr. Johnson, let's leave the risk appetite a bit. <laughs> 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 let's, let's, let, 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 let me come back to you. I know that you've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and that needed funding. And I know you've assisted a lot as well in terms of procuring of equipment and the likes and this and that. And, and, um, I can, I can, I can bet that most of the entrepreneurs that, that you've worked with, They've shied away from working with a bank. Absolutely. They'd rather work with organization institutions like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, why do you think that is? Look, I, th- I think the, 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 the reason why I could help those people is because the enterprise development funds from the companies, mm-hmm. you know, the corporates have got an enterprise development uh, fund, which they have to pay over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do something with that to prove to government that they are actually developing the entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I was, able to tap into this through a friend that I knew that was working with a fund and uh, mm-hmm. with an access that and uh, there was no collateral wanted or anything like that uh, no risk assessment you know mm-hmm. so it's not mm-hmm. like the financial institutions I can understand Max uh, saying that because the banks have got investors and uh, the companies have got an invested um, interest in developing small businesses because they they need to comply mm-hmm. with, the, with the codes uh, according to the DTI. Mm-hmm. So that's why they then do this sort of thing. But the problem is, you know, for a, for a, I had a guy in my office the other day uh, and he was saying, hey, Mukulu, for me to get started over here, I've got to borrow money from all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he needs the company registration. Now, we don't do it for 125 because we've got to run a business. Uh, and, and that sort of stuff. So for him to get started, it's going to cost him a bit a lot, uh, quite a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they borrow from friends and they maybe do a little piecemeal, a, a piece job over here and there to get some funds. And I think that's what you guys have been doing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and for, for them then to start this thing, where do they go to? There's no mentorship program. The mm. government hasn't got it. They're talking about it, but I don't know about it. Uh, GEP, I was involved in GEP's uh, the mentorship program as well, which uh, um, if it continued would have, uh, have you know, it, it, a great benefit for the, for the entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, and we're hoping that they will reconsider that and get back to that. And, but for me, mentorship. Uh, is a, is a very crucial part of a small business's yeah. uh, development. Um, because you need somebody that's gone through that, that can show you the pitfalls. Mm. Um, you know, not that I've got anything against the banking uh, employees, but they've never been in business. 
And that's like, a, that, that's a good point that one. Yeah. I have something that I've always read to say: banks and other organizations would get people that have never run a business hmm. um, to actually deal with businesses. Yeah. Do you know though the amount of frustration that <laughs> they are the that highly there, educated? Yeah. They're very highly educated. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, the the practical implication of the small business running it on the ground. Uh, on, on that foot, on the foot, uh, with the tar, your foot on the tar over there. That's where the difference comes in. Uh, running from one, uh, one gov- government department to the other to get a tender document that you want to complete a tender document. You don't even know how to complete the document. There's nobody to help you with that. Hmm. So, you know, that's why I feel <clears throat> that's what I've been doing. But it's important that we have more of these, um, sort of centers. Where we can get entrepreneurs through so that we can mentor them to become successful at the end of the day. Mm. Because we all know the, the, the failure rate in the first year is more than 95%. Mm. That small businesses fail. And in the second year, it's up to 75 to 80%. So only in the third year, if you could survive, there's about 3% of the businesses that started that are still continuing. And I think the reason for that is because of a lack of understanding the finances. Um, the people that start businesses, I think they make a lot of money, they eat their money, and they don't save the money. And then that's why when they go to the bank, the bank says, but where's your money? You've been doing business, where's your money? Uh, you know, and they haven't, they've been doing it from mouth hand to, to mouth. hand, mm, mouth and so on. Mm, mm. Uh, I had a guy this morning, he, he's applying, he's got a farm. Got cattle and he's got goats, he's got sheep, he's got chickens and he's doing farming. And I said, where's your bank account? He says, I've just opened it now. He says, I've been working without a bank account. Mm. You understand? So mm. that's how a lot of our entrepreneurs are doing business, mm. unfortunately, because of sometimes the cost for the bank account. He opened it up and he said it cost him, uh, um, I don't want to mention the amount, but it cost him an amount of money to open up the bank account, which one understands because, you know, the banks have got to have costs to run the account. Mm. You know, that, that's part of the, the business that the banks do. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very passionate about getting the small guys um, to where they can stand on their own feet. And that's why I've gone out of my way. I try and go out of my way to help wherever I possibly can. Um, I can also just mention that, you know, once you, you've got a big project, you want to build a mall, you come to me. We will facilitate a loan of up to 100,000 rand for you, uh, 100 million, mm-hmm. if you want one, 10% collateral. Mm-hmm. We don't want to talk about interest rate now because uh, we can talk that in private. We'll discuss those things. If anybody's interested for, 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 for huge amounts, they, they, they can come and talk to us and we can see how we can facilitate that. Hmm. I feel like building a mall. <laughs> <laughs> so, Max, um, so our bank with FNB, and I've yeah. seen um, quite a few of these apps, um, not well, plugged into my online banking, instance accounting and all this. But I mean, how user friendly are, are these platforms? And I mean, like Debucho said, you know, we run. Um, initiatives. I mean, we've got reach to thousands and thousands of young entrepreneurs, and I've never even heard of even one who has spoken about um, these the, these particular applications. And I think that for a bank to plug this in um, with entrepreneurs, like for instance, instead of paying company X, Y, and Z monthly to run my payroll or to run uh, my accounting, because I mean my finances, uh, my business lifeline, yes. including sales, you know, so that I can see what I'm what I'm transacting. At that moment, and I think if the if, if if the platform is as powerful as it is right now, I'd, I'd really love for Evan B to show. And I think that uh, my, my question got tangled up there somewhere. But what I'm really trying to get at is, do you find that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are struggling with understanding the platform? Number one, and then number two, are you getting a lot of guys? Sorry, are you getting a lot of guys jumping on board and signing up and utilizing it and giving it the thumbs up? Yeah. So what we've done is in the last few years, right, ever since we actually launched a launched a platform as such for your instant accounting, instant payroll, cash flow, and invoicing. So what we've done is we've taken a year or two to actually just make sure that the platform is working perfectly right so lots of bugs a lot of suggestions from our entrepreneurs as well as in guys this is working
working, this isn't, this is where you can improve. We've taken all of that in consideration until we've gotten an actual working product. So it's only in the last year, so beginning of 2016, that we started aggressively started marketing it as well. So we jumped from literally like 40,000 um, users on instant accounting or 40,000 people who signed up for instant accounting. We're now sitting close to 200,000, mm. right? So it, the base is growing quite aggressively as well. So in terms of usability as well, so what we've done is it's like any new platform. It's an accounting platform. There will be a lot of complexities behind it. But what we do do is that when we have, we started organizing classrooms as well. So mm. where you have facilitator in the front, you have a couple of customers and entrepreneurs around the table and we actually show you, okay, cool, guys, this is how you actually log in, this is how you actually draw up a cash flow, this is how you actually get your statements on, um, this is how you actually um, pay out an invoice, this is how you actually sort out your payroll. So we do have quite a few classes as well and the next step that we've started doing as well is we've started building videos and you know, like basically like tutor videos where yeah. you can actually go through, it shows you exactly on screen where to click, what to use, what to do, what not to do as well. Yeah. So we have started building all of that. If you would like as well, maybe sometime down the line, we can actually get you guys in a room, tell me who you would like to invite as well, just to take you through what the product is about and how cool it actually works and what's the value it actually does bring to a business every single month. Mm. Now, I think I'd, I'd have to charge you for that because nah, that's happy. what I get paid for. <laughs> happy with it. <laughs> Solving problems for large corporates with regards yeah. to the township and informal yes. market. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur as well, you find that there is, you know, and I'll be frank with this is a conversation I was having with the guys at APSA that you know there is no bank that has kind of positioned themselves as a preferred bank for entrepreneurs and I mean in institutionalized areas where you've got over 5,000 10,000 entrepreneurs in our database I mean you see them so reluctant which then beckons the question what is more appealing um, to a bank uh, I don't know if you would know the answer to this is it um, dealing with an individual who is employed who has a payslip or dealing with an entrepreneur because I think the long and short is 10 years ago I had no account 10 years later I've got an account the amount of bank charges that I've got over through my accounts are crazy mm. and my, the, the, the size of my overdraft in, in any case is humongous so I mean although I've got a crazy risk appetite um, the bank is also feeding from that so mm. then it beckons the question who would you then rather invest in in the long term or rather than start that's developing more advertising for is it the individual sorry the individual or the entrepreneur so combination of two right so Firstly, when we're actually banking on an entrepreneur, we're not only banking on the business model, we're banking on the jockey himself, yeah. right? Yeah. So one of the things that we possibly look at currently right now is before we start looking at your business account, we try, if you have an account with us as well, we start looking at the behavior on your personal account already to see how is it currently going? Is it in good standing? Is the income coming in? You're managing your, fin your personal finances very well. If you are, that will be an extra tick on your business account as well when we actually do score you, right? So that's another factor. So you mentioned as well before regarding township entrepreneurs. You know what? It's very funny you bring that up. So a few days ago, we actually had a meeting with a couple of gentlemen who actually came through. So they are a bunch of um, like entrepreneurs that are based in Bloom, right? And these guys were currently telling us that the, the team of guys, it was around, I think, a thousand of them, if I'm not mistaken, right? So huge numbers. What mm. they were actually saying was, guys, we have money. Our businesses are very cash intensive. But now what we need to start doing is start professionalizing that business as well. We want to move from, we want to do that transition from informal to formal. formal. Yeah. yeah. So, and they, they were actually asking me, like, cool, like, what business accounts do you have? Like, can we actually run off a retail account? Like, what, what are you guys suggesting? So, a couple of us actually from the bank, we actually told them, guys, we actually, so the one, the one of the ladies in the, uh, in, in the team or in part of the panels were actually asked them, guys, on average, what do you guys make like per month? And the gentleman was saying, it was like on profit alone, I make just myself, I make like forty to 50,000 rand profit per month. So revenue minus cost. So that's decent money that he mm, is actually paying. Definitely, definitely. And he's telling me, he's like, I'm just an average one right there. Like some of the guys who are selling food, they're selling like um, belts and shoes mm. and so on. They're generating some serious revenue. But the problem there is, you're absolutely right. So Jones mentioned that before. They literally, it's that hand-to-mouth approach mm. where they're burning mm. through cash every mm. single month. They don't, they don't really look at investing, for example, right? They don't look at having other like policies or so, you know, just to kind of build and cater for the future as yeah. well. And that is something that from our side as well, that is something that we have to start looking at on our side. And we have started a process.
Yeah, it's it's quite interesting that you should mention. I mean, people as far as Bloom coming in yes. and to inquire, and and you know, I believe that there's quite a lot. I mean, um, of these entrepreneurs that are running informal businesses. I mean, I think I think there's a variable of conversations that they've had, mm. or rather that they've presented that have kept them from um, going into business, or not even going into business, but formalizing their business. I mean, according to you, so what is one of the, what are some of the major things that are keeping guys from formalizing their business that they have shared with you um, I think the big thing is is that they don't understand business yeah they've got a passion to sell yeah. but they don't understand business yeah you know because at the end of the day you know you, you need to understand your management principles it's your planning it's your leadership you're organizing the control and all those sort of things <clears throat> you, you need to understand that in your small business now they sit in front of me and then I, I ask them these questions and then they say, no, we don't understand that. So I've got a training program that I also then take them through that. Um, we've, we've developed through the years, we've got training manuals that we do, uh, not accredited uh, through the CETAs, but um, practical sort of manuals that have helped a lot of entrepreneurs. And mm. I think Tobojo can uh, um, attest to that. Mm. Uh, so uh, they, And then they say, but we don't really know what to do. You know, and then I say, but what is the passion? What is your passion all about? Mm. Uh, because you must pursue your passion. Yeah. Uh, and and if your passion is cleaning, then get into cleaning. Mm. Don't don't try to do construction if you're passionate about cleaning. Um, you know, so you have to guide them through these things because they they're at a loss of information uh, concerning which direction to go. And mm. that's actually very sad if we think about it because it's as if our entrepreneurs in the townships, which I visit a lot, uh, there's no information going through into the townships for them. Mm. Uh, there mm. are certain, I think, ad hoc sort of things from government institutions um, with uh, promises that are made and no follow-up. Uh, to do what they say they're going to do. And I think these entrepreneurs then get left in the dark. And uh, that's why we have so many frustrations amongst the entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, you know, then they want to come and do anything just to, because they can't get a job. Yeah. Now they start doing something and it's not really what they want to do. Yeah. And they get partners into the business and after six months they say, but please take this partner out. We don't want this partner. He's not doing anything. So it's it's a frustration. They don't understand. They say, you're my buddy. Uh, please come with me in my business. You mm. haven't got a passion for my business, mm. but I put you mm. into my business That's true. just to get the business going. You That's see? true. So at the end of the day, you and I have a fight. You're not coming to the meetings. You're not, you know. So we, I say, Bilani, we, we're parting ways now. You just you start from scratch again. Yeah, now we start from scratch again. You know, So it's these sort of things that frustrate the small guys. Um, going to the bank initially is a no-no for them yeah. because they can't even really negotiate with the bank. They've got nothing to show. So there's no startup programs. Now, I know the government, um, um, the Enterprise Propeller, they, they've got some sort of grants they also give. The NYDA is there. It's changed the name, I think. It's NYDF, if I'm not mistaken. Have you heard about that? Tupo? No. I think there's some change in... I'm some changing happening. Mm, I think so. the CEO and check. I must check. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and also from that point of view, very few success stories. Mm, very mm. few success stories. Because I've, I refer them and I say, go to the youth fund. I've got, I've got my tickets, but I can't get help. You know, so there's so much frustration amongst our entrepreneurs. And, you know, the, the red tape that there is for you to navigate through this maze of red tape to comply with all the statutory requirements, it's tax, it's VAT, it's, you know, all those sort of things become a heavy burden for a small business. Then you've got to contend with this minimum wage. You were talking about that earlier. Mm, mm. You know, I can't afford to pay you three and a half thousand. Mm. So what do I do? You know, I then look for somebody that's willing to do less than that. And now somebody goes and reports to me and says, but he's paying less than the minimum wage. You know, so you've got the Department of Labor coming on top of you again. So that's another thing you've got to contend with. Mm, mm. So, yeah, you can understand the frustration of these guys. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe just a quick one, uh, Mr. Jones. Um, right now we've got, you spoke earlier of, of enterprise development. 
and companies needing to comply and this and this and that. Um, I know for a fact that to some of these companies, it's a full-time job to try and comply. So, and right now, I don't know that you are aware, um, but then we're as well going to be bringing the commissioner for, uh, for BE, because um, now you've got companies that are manipulating the system. You know, yeah. uh, to 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 launch money and to do all of these things. To say it's 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 as to them you could see it's it's an, it's a compliance issue, but it's not something that it's deeply principled within the business. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it is true. Uh, you know, so I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think what 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 should actually happen from government side. I think the government must really become serious about the. Helping the small businesses. Mm. They talking. There's a, there's a, the, the new ministers there, um, and you know I, I've been to a couple of meetings where we've uh, listened to the discussions. Everything sounds wonderful, mm. but when you ask the entrepreneur at the end of the day, have you been helped? And they say nothing's happening. So. You know, once again, you start right from the scratch mm-hmm. and you go to the government, you refer them to these institutions and mm-hmm. nothing happens. So yeah. I, I think, you know, government, maybe they are serious mm. in their intentions, mm. but then yeah. it becomes serious yeah. in the in, in implementation. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's maybe, maybe let me pose this to, to Mr. Ponan. I don't know if ever he'll be relevant to answer this, but uh, with your enterprise development budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the numbers You've got a lot of it um, And I know that You it's, 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 it's more than what Your incubation can You know So where else Besides Besides I mean um, Doing a bit of charity work Where else do you spend That enterprise development budget So what do you mean by charity work mm? <laughs> What do you mean <laughs> 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 to clarify that yeah. one first No 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 Because I've, I've seen some of the charity work That um, FNB has been involved in so obviously that would regard that would fall I think obviously under or is it under CSI? That will be under your CSI. Oh, so okay. we have um, you will know that as well. So every single corporate out there, mm. they need to have a CSI fund and you yeah. need to have an ED fund. You yeah, okay. right. So the CSI fund every single year we have a range of different topics and areas. We look mm. at education, we look at medics, we look at you name it, right? Yeah. So we actually have tens and dozens of organizations and MPOs that we actually um, actually fund, right? Mm-hmm. From an ED portion as well, so we're currently looking at numbers, we're looking at over 200 million rand worth of fund that we, the Vumela run actually, Vumela actually runs off. So yes, I hope that answers your question. Okay, so you spend it in Vumela? The 200 rand, the 200 million rand, yeah. yes, over 200 million yeah. rand is spent in yeah. Vumela. No, definitely. But I think, uh, Mr. Punan, I want to, I want to, I want to bring you back. Um, you know, um, to, 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 to the show, cause you know, when you're having a good time, time runs out. Um, maybe let's discuss some of these offerings that, that, that you have. Yes. You know, and, and, and let's really change the perception out there, um, for, for, for people that thinking banks are not there for, for people. Yes. You know, and, 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 and let's try to get it out there and not shy away from marketing. You're not really marketing it. Um, but it's really taking it um, to, to, to people. So for people that want to get more information about some of the things that you've shared today, where can they get hold of you? Um, definitely. They can actually reach out to any, uh, any FNB uh, branches for that matter. Okay. Or if they like to just drop me an email, they can just do it on mponen at fnb.tl.za. I'll share my details yeah. with the two gentlemen, and you guys can just route them through. Yeah, Are no, you no. sure? Happy, happy to. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, you will not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Then, uh, Mr. Jones. Yes, sir. Uh, for people that want more information, uh, where can they get hold of you? They, they're welcome to contact me. Okay. My, my office number. Can I give it to them? Yes, definitely. Zero one one zero one one three six two three six two six four double eight six four double eight zero one one three six two. Six four double eight. That's correct. John. No, okay. Do you have a website? Um, yes, it's the um, blc mm. Oh, okay. No, okay. definitely. But any closing? Um, no, no. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, go out there and get things done. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, catch us again next time for another exciting installment of Three Sixty Biz. My name is Debo Homa Forty. We out. Cliffcentral.com.